Welcome back to Marker My Words, the outline podcast brought to you every Wednesday by me, the King of Markers, also known as the King Cast. Yep, it's the time of week again where we sit down with a special guest, we talk business, everyday life, and hopefully provide you with a couple of laughs along the way. Hello and welcome to the very latest edition of the podcast Marker My Words with yours truly, the King of Markers and a very special guest this week, my good friend and old mucker, Mr Ross Needham. Ross, how are you my friend? You okay? Very good, thanks Chris. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm smashing, thank you mate. It's nice and cold up here in Liverpool but it's sunny. Yeah, yeah I'm saying down here, we're saying down here. So, we're uh, again, you're on the south coast aren't you? Yeah, in Portsmouth. Down in Portsmouth, and it's beautiful outside, and uh, but it's it's nice and sunny, but like you say, nice and fresh too. Good man, lovely Good man. So, how are you keeping, mate? Are you doing your well? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay at the minute. I'm I'm nursing a broken collarbone, so uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I fell off my mountain bike doing uh, doing a charity bike ride. So yeah, I was being uh, I thought I was 15 again and doing some some jumps and getting some air and. Ouch. Got a bit too cocky. That's all I'll say, and that was the end of that. <laughs> I've never done that, mate. I've broken, I've broken a few bones, but never my collarbone. I believe it's really painful, isn't it? Oh, it, it's painful. It's just awkward. Sleeping at night is a bit of a bugger, but um, no. In, in the main, I'm doing all right. I can't yeah. deny it's, it's 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 all right actually. So uh, yeah, yeah. Just having to do everything left-handed, which uh, yeah, as you can imagine certain things are a bit of a pain. Well, uh, yeah, in, insert joke here, you know what I mean? <laughs> insert joke here. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, just out of interest, before we digress, what's the treatment for a blo- uh, broken collarbone? Is it just nothing? Is it just sling up? And... Yeah, sling up and they had to realign the collarbone. That was the worst bit, actually. That's oh, the most painful part. And yeah. uh, get it into a position. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't really seem to be welding itself back together naturally everyone i speak to it they end up having um end up having to have the collarbone pinned so i think yeah. that's going to be the way we're going to have to go with it at some point what a pain in the ass oh, oh yeah 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 i'd like to say I'll, 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 that'll teach me but it probably won't because so, no, i've got, 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 got a brand new bike down in the garage so it definitely exactly won't. exactly and you probably you probably felt it more because you were sober as well there you go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You had, you had a few beers, mate. You just bounced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did kind of bounce. I was quite happy with that. It wasn't a strong, it was a, I did kind of bounce, but I just happened to break, break a bone while I was at it. But uh, God, what still, are you it's, oh, good fun, though, right? It's good fun. Oh, yeah. So we've touched on your charity. We'll come back to that later on. Um, so we better get the get the get the worky worky side out first of all. So sure. you and I first first crossed paths um, when we were discussing our um, art line, uh, our special purpose marker range for plumbers, um, tradespeople, and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, you guys at HPS were on my on my list of um, companies I wanted to work with and still want to work with. So if you could tell tell us all a little bit about HPS and, and your group and what is it you do, mate, that would be great. Yeah, sure. So HPS Heating Plum and Supplies are now 22 years old, I think, oh, okay. as its own business. Um, mm-hmm. I started with them 19 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, 20 years next year. And um, it started from a little independent, from four 
direct directors um, as an independent merchant um, that came from other national merchants, shall we say. Yeah. And uh, they grew to 38 branches by the time they'd sold it to UK, what is now UK Plumbing Supplies. Yeah. And uh, UK Plumbing Supplies were formed, I hope I don't get this wrong, six years ago, I think it was. And they started to buy quality independent merchants in the UK. Because there's a few in the group, isn't there? Who's in the group? There's 13 in the group. Um, The first company they bought were Wilbons in the Midlands. Mm -hmm. um, And then HPS were the second business. Um, And now they've got 13 brands, uh, 13 standalone (laughs) plumbing and heating businesses in the UK. Uh, I think we're at somewhere... We're over 300 branches. I think we're about 310 branches somewhere, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they've gone from zero to this, mm-hmm. I think it's second or third in, in, in the UK yeah. within sort of five years. So, yeah, they're really... You know, really, not only is that so good, take my hat off to you all, um, but if you think about in those five years as well, what we've gone through as a nation, you know, we've gone through Brexit, we've gone through COVID, you know, and to... to to get that kind of result during that period as well, that's incredible. Oh, it's been challenging for sure. And things like the Suez Canal blockage and, and, and all, you know, that was, I think we're still using those excuses in the industry these, even now, right? No, but it, it, it's, if, if you couldn't make it up, some of the things that we've had to, we've had the challenges that we've had. Um, COVID was an interesting one because as, we, we reinvested in a lot of our businesses at HPS, um, spent a lot of money giving them new showrooms, um, relocating a couple, expanding a couple. And when COVID hit, we were like, oh, what have we done? We've yeah. spent all this money, right? And But actually, with hindsight, it was the best thing we did. Um, we invested. We, we stayed open. It was difficult. We, we had people... Two people in a in a branch trying to keep the industry, our customers going, um, and that really did stand us in good stead. And then when all the everyone started to get their furlough money, and 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 and, and you know the housing market kind of stopped, people stopped buying properties yeah. and all the rest yeah. of it. So they refurb, and and yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. that yeah. is the bulk of our. That's our business. Is the refurb market? That's the, yeah. the bread and the bread and butter for us, and that's what stood us in such good stead. So, is it is it like uh, is it mainly tradespeople you get, or do you get like a, a mix of tradespeople DIYers? No, mainly trades. So we mm. do get we do get not DIYs necessarily, but we will yeah. get some. Yeah. Um, we'll get multi trades where they might be um, tilers that might be doing some bathrooms, and uh, we'll get. Uh, electricians that work with chippies who might be doing some bathroom furniture, all that. So yeah. we get a lot of what I'd call cross traders as well, um, smaller smaller builders. Um, we will get people visiting retail, what we regard as retail, visiting our bathroom showrooms. Mm-hmm. But that will be because they've got a plumbing and heating guy that have told them to come and see us yeah. for our, our expertise of the products that we sell yeah, um, yeah. The, the CAD designs we can offer for our bathroom showroom so they're, yeah. they're what we call what we call trade referrals yeah okay that's great well we were talking you just mentioning COVID there as well I mean <clears throat> you know God bless all the people who, who unfortunately passed and were affected by it but 
Mm. I think it costs a lot of people with the pants down, you know, metaphorically, and mm. a lot of businesses. But I think an important thing to take from it, um, what we've learned from COVID, um, for example, the very fact we're doing this now, it just shows how comfortable we've all become on screen and talking yeah. through screen. And um, I always say as well, I think that the massive emergence of, of LinkedIn um, has come through COVID. I think yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn was, you know, previously somewhere that you, you went if you wanted a new job. And yeah. But now it's a place of bit now it's a place of business. You can you can literally present something on LinkedIn and you can take it all the way through to sale and, and make money from it. So I think that, you know, there's lots of if for want of a better way, positives we can take from COVID. But you know, I think there's a lot of lessons learned from it as well. So totally agree with you there, mate. Yeah. Yeah, we're quite fortunate. We're we're very very much trade counter-based businesses so mm-hmm. we're very still very face-to-face yeah. and that is by far and away the best way to do business yeah. still isn't it yeah. um it's more fun for a start yeah. um and um and 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 i don't you know our, our plumbing and heating customers that's what they like that's what they like i think you yeah. might have seen the struggles of um a particular large online bathroom seller recently um so yeah, we we found ourselves a little bit more robust, shall we say? Not that we're complacent with that, but we are. Yeah. I think we're in a, a, a good position. Good, good, nice one, mate. And long may it last. You know, as I say, the the whole the journey what you've mentioned there for as the group, it's it's really fantastic. And you know, total credit to you all. Really, really impressive. So long may it rain. Nice one. Exactly. Yeah. So business aside, then Ross, you've had a, you've had quite a you've had a bit of a run lately, mate. And you know. Um, if you don't mind me alluding, like you've you've been public on the good work that you're doing um for the stroke association and your your health issues and stuff like that. So how's that going, mate? Tell us a bit about your, your journey and your fundraising and where you want to go. Sure, okay. So um in May last year, twenty twenty two, um I was out bowling with my girls and uh <clears throat> they were kicking my ass, my butt, and, uh, and so. And, and yeah, I had a, I had a stroke. Um, uh, that was at the actual bowling place in Gunwharf in Portsmouth. Really? Um, but it didn't get diagnosed as a stroke until the September. Mm. Um, so I missed all the what what you, a normal care path for somebody who's had a stroke. Um, I spent a couple of days in hospital, but unfortunately, the ambulance crew and all the, the hospital teams and the, the, the neurologists, two neurologists, they all missed the symptoms that I had. So, um, yeah, but I, I got diagnosed in September, so I went four months undiagnosed, struggling with really what was going on. Mm-hmm. Physically, from a stroke point of view, I got away with it lightly, right? Um, the mental impact was the thing that got me more than anything. Yeah. Absolutely sideswiped me, and yeah. um, but once I got diagnosed correctly as mm-hmm. having had a stroke, um, mm-hmm. a few things happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which I got the right medication. Yeah. Uh, one of them was sertraline, mm-hmm. and uh, that helped to sort of balance me up a little bit. Got my mm-hmm. rational thinking back. The first step of recovery, you know, from from that point, then it's that's it now. You know, the journey starts, isn't it? Well, I knew what I was faced with, right? Yeah. Because I was being told that it was vertigo and inner ear issues, but just didn't explain much. But once I got that and I got the right medication, um, 
the next thing that happened uh, was I got I met a lady called um, Debbie from the Stroke Association. Lovely lady, yeah. and she started to just help and support me where we needed to. It, just listening and talking and getting the experience from Debbie was a, a godsend. Really, if I, I, I generally don't, I, yeah. yeah. I generally don't know where I'd be if I didn't have hadn't have met Debbie. Speaking to, excuse the pun, like-minded people um, was was such a benefit. And uh, then you are able to realise that you're not on your own. You're not isolated. Uh, yeah. It's not unusual what you're going through. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it it then you then start to get your mojo back that's what, yeah. what happened to me really yeah. and yeah. and then we went on holiday to euro disney we had a, a holiday in euro disney booked and, and i was absolutely terrified of going i really didn't know if i was going to be able to to there's to the do. mental there's the mental uh, pressure coming in again isn't it yeah it was just packing mm. a bag felt like such hard work but actually it was mm. brilliant because i spent i did twenty two thousand steps on the first day at euro disney it just proved to me i still had the stamina yeah um and, and and so I was getting confidence back, and and yeah. like I say with strokes of with strokes of Iris, the mental impact is is yeah. a big issue. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Mm, really, really big. So, um, yeah, and and on the back of that, having met other strokes of Iris, it became apparent that there was a big um, one of a massive lack of awareness um, of what was in the marketplace for strokes of Ivers, the help and support they could get, but also it was a, a massive lack of support. Debbie would, was from the stroke say she could only do what she could do, but she was on her own, bless her. So um, out of that, um, we created what's called the Stroke Squad. And uh, we meet we meet once a month, at least for coffee mornings. Um, yeah, we, we, support group. Yeah, exactly what it is. It's no, no, we're not trying to be scientists with nothing. It is a, it's a great support group, but actually the support group has, has now become, you know, a taxi service for other people that can't drive. Somebody needs a lift somewhere. They, there's people in the group that can do it. People are donating products to us for, for walking frames, for example, and mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. There's so much good that's come out of it. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Chris, it's kind of been a, a little therapy for me. Because I, I can't play me golf anymore because my balance is all out of sync. But so it's it's become my little my little hobby, if you like, and yeah. Uh, and and yeah, it's it's really great to good. Good. to get involved. Good. Have you got? Um, I mean, that's fantastic, mate. You know, the the shrugs got their brilliance. Love love things like that. Love human stories like that. Where there's no you know there's no money to be made or you know or anything like that. it's just a group of human beings who just give a shit about each other and they're yeah. coming together to, to support each other i absolutely love that um, yeah do you have you know um donations wise um do you have any pages or any links or something we can we can you know where we can help we can donate no i appreciate it yeah. so we're not geared up to take money um we, we've been offered finance yeah. support yeah. people who want to donate but we're just not ready we're, we're not yeah. a charity we really are just a peer support group at the yeah. minute we meet yeah. up for coffee we, yeah. we we use a lovely little theater in portsmouth called groundlings theater which itself is a charity trust theater and mm-hmm. and and it's all um all, all everyone that works there are um you know on they're on their own accord nobody yeah. get, they're all volunteers is what i'm trying yeah. to say um yeah. 
it's a lovely facility. Um, yeah. So, and it just, yeah. So, no, ultimately, I haven't got the only way. Sorry, what I have got is what I have been doing is this stroke, the Stroke Association um, charity bike ride. So, mm-hmm. we, I have got a link to that actually, which exactly. that's. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the one. But as the stroke yeah. squad, we we're yeah. not geared up for that as yet. Yeah. So what's what's the um, the bike ride, mate? What's the next one coming up? Well, so I was halfway through. I was no sixty eight miles into a hundred mile cycle ride for the Stroke Association before the uh, collarbone. As I was doing the collarbone, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually on the on, <laughs> on part of the cycle ride as I was doing as I did my collarbone. So yeah, what an idiot. But. Um, <laughs> But uh, so I've still got thirty-two miles to do, and and once yeah. I'm good and ready, then I should be yeah. I should be getting them done. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the minute, we're we're at about I think we're at thousand and seventy quid race for Stroke Association. So yeah. okay. it's been really cool. So good. many people have have donated; it's been amazing. Good, good. Well, uh, I think it's fantastic what you're doing, Ross. I really do, mate. And you know, you you for want of a better word, without. Going off your, your bike last time, you, you're flying, mate, and you're recovering. <laughs> I know it's one step at a time, and that's very important, not to yep. rush or anything like that. But you're absolutely smashing, mate. You know, um, I'm, I'm delighted for you, I really am. Um, because I, I know there's been yourself, there's been Dan and Owen as well. You know, we, we've we've been in touch for a while now, so. Obviously, when I found out that, that you weren't too good, you know, it was a, a shock. And then it was like, oh, God, I hope he's all right. But, you know, seeing the way you are now, mates, it's definitely made me feel like this this fella's, this fella's on the road to recovery. So, that, that Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. And and what we've what, the young stroke survivors, there's so many out there. The, yeah. more, the more we speak to people, the more we're finding out. It's not stroke can happen any time, any place to anybody. Of course. Um, and yeah. we're we're seeing that. So I've been in contact. The youngest I've come across is a thirteen-year-old lad um, playing football with his friends. Yeah, shocking. And um, it's scary, scary to think, scary yeah. to think. So this the, the, just makes it makes your work and our, uh, everybody's involved so important to get educated, get the get the word out there that you know. Look, be, if this, if you are unfortunately, you know, afflicted with this, you know what to do. Sure. Your family know what you do. You get a support network around you, and you get you get better again. You recover, yep. so you know it's really important, mate. So it is. you know, I'll, I'll be putting links on at the end of this um, this podcast uh, where people can go and find out, and donate, or even if you just want to educate yourself and and, and whatever, we'll, we'll put all that on there. So definitely count on us, mate. No problem at all. You're a good man. Thank you, mate. Top man. Okay, fella. Well, yes. Thank you so much. I mean, it's amazing how quickly these podcasts go. Um, yeah, yeah. Get chatting and uh, yeah, get just chatting, about get go my... get another cup of tea yeah. then and, have a, and go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much. And, you know, the next time you're up Liverpool Way, we'll definitely go for a beer. And the next time I'm down, I'll, uh, I'll hook up with you, mate. So we'll that sounds like a plan. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, mate. All right, Ross. Take care, mate. Cheers, Chris. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. That's a wrap from us here at Artline. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to follow our socials and of course our special guest details of which can be found in the description. Make sure to join me next Wednesday where you can be sure to mark my words.